Hey guys, it's Alvin and Jess, and we are The, the Most, Most Potato. Potato. On this episode, we'll be discussing the latest show from Amazon Prime, Gen V. Now, if you haven't seen this series yet and don't want to get spoiled, save this episode and come back after watching. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. What is up, beautiful people? We are back. Thank you so much again for tuning in with The Most Potato. We've had a bit of a dry spell. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we didn't forget about you guys. We just we didn't feel like we had a lot to talk about in like the last week and a half. <laughs> yes, and there's just been... I don't know, there hasn't been any movies that... Really stood out to stood us? Stood out and... Or shows? I mean, there's been there's a lot shows. of shows. It's just hard to keep up. Yeah, especially if it's either just like weekly that they're coming out. And we, we like are working people, guys. All right. We <laughs> work nine to five. We don't get paid for this work, so... And we take classes because <laughs> we just love school so much. So <laughs> grown adult people working nine to fives at school, it's... Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you guys haven't missed us too much. We are back with a brand spanking new episode. And we're, we're going to be talking about something exciting. We're, we're going to be talking a lot of superheroes this, this coming week. We're going to be talking Gen V from the world of the boys. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners are probably a fan of this series because this show just like came out of nowhere and it just like became a huge hit yeah. since season one. And for good reason. Like the boys is a really good show. I wouldn't say it's like one of the best of all time. Like it's not up there for me for like shows like Breaking Bad or like mr robot or the americans but it's still a really great show and it's just refreshing after coming off of like dc and marvel movies we get like a really fresh take on what superheroes would actually operate like mm -hmm. in our real world yeah it's it's been such a fun watch and a lot of people have been really curious about how gen v was going to work because it's it's like an adjacent show it's like a spin-off series you're not going to see our main cast, like Butch and Homelander. We'll, we'll get to Homelander in a, in a second. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> um, you don't get to see the main cast. It's a, it's a crew of new, young superheroes who are up and coming in a university, which was I thought was a really cool concept when I first heard of it. Really? I rolled my eyes. I think I just... <laughs> so no. I've seen enough My Hero Academia. I've seen Sky High. I don't want to see any Sky more superheroes. better than my, <laughs> my heroes turning out to be. But no, I, it was more of a just like, The Boys isn't even over and we're already doing spin-off. Spin-off, right. It's because there's been so many things like that, yeah. like shows or movies where it's just like, this isn't even over and you're doing a, a spin-off. You're doing a, a prequel. Mm -hmm. or, and I'm just like... Reboot re <laughs> <laughs> Basically, can we just finish what we've been working on and, mm -hmm. and just leave it at that? Because sometimes they just churn out the stupidest, just trashiest, just... Why did I spend my money? <laughs> We're not even my. Why did I waste my time? Oh, streaming? this is money. This is my monthly uh, subscription. subscription. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. It, but it's more about my time. I'm just like, yeah. wow. Did you guys even time is sacred? Try like I know this is totally going off the other way, but I don't know if anybody's seen the new Mean Girls trailer. You guys mm -hmm. are basically rehashing rem the plot, remaking the, the Mean Girls. Why? Like beat for beat. Exactly. And I'm just like, you guys have the same characters from before, but this doesn't make any sense. Make it original. It can still be, but they don't do that anymore. So that's why I was just <laughs> like, Jen, 
Gen B, which you I keep, keep calling Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> which you're not off the mark. Yeah. It is a Gen Z cast. But but yeah, so you don't feel this way after, after watching, watching the first episode because it, <laughs> it reminded me of the first episode of The Boys when A-Train ran through Huey's girlfriend and I was just like, what? I'll never get, get over that innuendo. A-Train ran through his girlfriend. And I literally mean not however yes. you guys are probably thinking. Yes. But <laughs> but that's like a double entendre. <laughs> yes. Insane. But this... When we watched the first episode, I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, so we're... We're, we're hooked. St- we're hooked. <laughs> we're still we're, we're still in, we're in the this. boys. Like, you know, it's still the same thing, just yeah. new faces. Yeah. So Gen V is developed by uh, three, basically, developers and showrunners. It's run by Evan Goldberg, Craig Rosenberg, and Eric Kripke, who is the main showrunner for The Boys World, mm-hmm. who, if you don't know, is also the showrunner for all fucking 16 seasons of supernatural oh <laughs> which I is mean, insane I'm never supernatural but i've i've i i was in there for a good couple seasons it was crazy yeah. um so th- this group this team really put this show together really well they really made this feel like a necessary component to the main story mm-hmm. i mean i feel like you could still skip this like whole season of gen v and go into season four but i feel like you'll miss a bit of important context with characters and with plot points mm-hmm. if you don't watch this. And they just made it feel like it was very much a part of the world that we love. And it made it feel like important and it felt entertaining and it felt worthy of watching. It yeah. wasn't just like some throwaway, oh, let's do a spinoff here just because cash grab money real quick. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it had a purpose. Because this show happens right after the last yes. season, basically. It's fa- when fairly Homelander's just like... Yeah. I'm gonna just be racist. Fuck and y'all. Openly murder somebody <laughs> openly who's murder against people me. and then yes. raise a little mini me to do the same shit. So you guys can't yeah. get away from this ever, even if I'm gone. So they, <laughs> they were smart with tying it in. They, it's not really all of, it's, it doesn't focus on that event at all, but yeah. they did make it a point to make this story an event that happens soon after the events of season three, mm-hmm. which is good because now reports are also saying that season four picks up a couple months after gen v Mm. so clearly they're they're tying everything in together um and we're following a really great cast this time around i've never heard of these people before but i'm excited to see more of them in the future um so we're following a new main character in marie Uh, i believe it's marie moreau yeah played by jazz sinclair who i've never really seen anywhere before i don't know her history that sabrina show on netflix okay never Um, watched that i don't know if anybody's watched that that's the most i remember yeah she was great she was fantastic um we have our character andre oh i forgot to mention marie is a basically a blood vendor (laughs) i think it's important to to explain each one's powers since we're talking about a university of superpowered beings so she has the power to manipulate blood so this show is definitely going to not be a bloody series whatsoever. <laughs> we have Andre, who is played by Chance Perdomo, and he is basically Magneto. <laughs> he <Yeah>. controls metal. <laughs> um, we have Emma, who is played by Liz Broadway, and she has a very interesting, unique power. She is able to shrink, and not in the most conventional way that you think. We'll get into yeah. how she activates her powers later on. Mm-hmm. We have Kate, played by Maddie Phillips, who is basically... She's also like another X-Men character, right? She's yeah. she's like Rogue, she's right? Or I think it's Rogue, like the person that can touch you and she can just manipulate yeah. you into doing whatever it is she tells you to do. Basically. Yeah, so that's a really scary power. And she has a huge role in this series. Well, Rogue doesn't manipulate anybody. She just takes their 
Oh no, I'm thinking about somebody else entirely. Yeah. Well, yeah. she this one she touches people. Yeah. And she can control them. It's like telepathic abilities, basically. But yeah. yeah, Rogue was just like sucking out your energy. And then she can she no? What does Rogue do? I'm gonna have to watch X Men. Yeah, remember. <laughs> I think Rogue just sucks she powers. Just sucks powers until you die. Until you die. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Jordan, um, played by London Thor. That's a cool fucking name. London, London Thor. <laughs> and Derek Liu, who is basically a bi gender character. This person can shift between being male and female. Mm-hmm. When they're in their male counterpart, they can absorb any type of impact and not really get hurt. And then when Jordan goes into their um, their feminine counterpart, they're able to emit huge energy blasts. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that. Um, we have Sam, played by Asa German, who is basically like a kind of like a raging Superman esque character in the making. He has like super strength. Yeah. And can just he could kill anybody basically. He just gets angry. And yes, and also sadly has schizophrenia. Y- yeah. <laughs> which doesn't help when <laughs> he gets violent. And then we also have uh Luke, played by Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yes, that's the Schwarzenegger you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's his title is like Golden Boy. He essentially like is like he can manipulate fire he turns himself into fire and then also has like super strength as well Mm -hmm. he just doesn't have the power to not burn his clothes off yeah every time he activates his powers he's just butt ass naked after basically (laughs) not that he cares and don't forget uh shelly khan um as indra shetty yes she's a principal um or i think she's like she's the dean yeah the dean of the university that all these these great students these suit (laughs) students are attending at so um yeah she's she's important to this yeah. Like plot basically. But yeah, that's the cast. Yeah. So essentially, and if you're familiar with the boys, it's it takes place in the world of superheroes basically being like paramilitary types of people. Like the 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 main superheroes, the seven, is owned by a company called Vought, which is essentially like a military company that owns superheroes, that patents superheroes and uses them for political gain for the US. So Right off the bat, it's like a very bleak look at how superheroes exist in the real world, which makes sense because it's based in reality. If we had superheroes in our real life, they would be like super soldiers, essentially, mm-hmm. or they'd force you to like register as like a, a some kind of soldier or something. They're not just going to let you wander off and be like, oh, yeah, this guy can burn things. We should we should not yep. get in the way of his life. As soon as they see something <laughs> that's dangerous to just about everybody. They have to own it. They're going to have to own it before they say people are just like, oh, shit, Godzilla, <laughs> can we control him first? Let's yeah. just see him kill almost all the population. <laughs> no, it's not working. Okay, we have to put him down. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is, that's so funny. Yeah. And uh, this time around, we're following these characters in a university that is specifically... Four superpowered beings. It's essentially Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, Mm -hmm. except way more sinister, as we quickly find out. Um, So basically, we follow Marie Moreau, who basically comes from a very tragic backstory. She is she grows up in foster care her whole life. And when she turns 18, she's able to join Godolkin University, where she has a chance to be a superhero. She wants to be able to go there and make amends with her sister because she's estranged from her sister after unfortunately accidentally killing both her parents when she first discovers her blood manipulation power. Yeah. And that that's a really like 
convincing, like gripping concept right then and there. And, and it's also cool because it's like an unconventional power. Like I, I've only ever seen blood manipulation in like anime. Like yeah. that's like the only time I've really seen that. And it's really like Atara. already like Katara, <laughs> for example. <laughs> like the only one there was a, there was an actual Japanese anime that I used to watch for a bit that I didn't actually like. Uh-huh. That was like my first exposure to like the power of manipulating blood as a weapon. It was mm-hmm. really weird. Um, so it was really interesting to see that that make its rounds over here in this live action series where it, the boys is known for being bloody as shit. Mm-hmm. So now you got a character that manipulates blood. It's like, oh, shit, what, what kind of creative shit can she do now? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a really already like a compelling story to follow because the way that Marie is played and the way that she's written, she's really somebody that I, I get behind right away. Yeah. She's genuinely like a decent person overall. I mean, she makes mistakes here and there at the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. But it, you also get it because she's just so fixated on finding her sister and wanting to rekindle her relationship with her sister. Her sister thinks she's a fucking monster. Yeah. When because like I think her powers developed when she was like 14 or something. That's when she because f- she first gets her period. And that's kind of how. Yeah. She accidentally manipulates the power. Exactly. It's, it's really freaky. It's and it's. Got and it. honestly, gruesome. I feel like for just about any of these soup characters, like these young ones, even well, some of the older ones, but I just feel like they were they weren't born like this. Mm-hmm. Their parents was just like, oh, I don't they know. Agreed to get injected with. Sure, I'll take the AI deal and take the five <laughs> grand or whatever for for now, and then you know whatever their kids grow up to be. But I'm just like, you can't have y- your children that you you know that are babies inject them with compound B. Yeah. And then whatever powers they, because it's a lottery, basically, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Um, I don't know if they, they did like create a way for you to be like, oh, yeah, your baby's going to have fire powers. Your baby's going to. I, I, don't I don't think, think they've they established that. that they can do that. No. So you do this knowing that your kids will have some sort of power, not knowing what it could be. It could be a danger to you. It could be a danger to people. Right. Um, it could just fucking kill you. It could just well, kill what you. What if it's unstable and your baby dies? Exactly. So it's just <laughs> or like. Or you die. I feel for these characters because yeah. this they th- weren't asked they to weren't they're asked. already are already they weren't asked to be born. <laughs> yeah. That's the one big thing. <laughs> That's the one big thing we all say. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't asked to get this stuff injected into them. Exactly. Because they're already owned by Vought. Yeah. As soon as that stuff goes into them. And yep. look, there's a whole university where they're being surveillance yep. basically by Vought. And it's it's just like it's really sad. So I get behind her. I get behind most of them. I know I'm jumping ahead, but there's the, uh, the other character um, uh, who's telepathic. I get behind her, too, in a mm-hmm. sense. They're all being manipulated. So it's like it's really. Yeah, it's fucked. It ma- yeah, it they makes literally they make it a point. Every character says this is fucked. Like th- we are basically fucked. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you have to get behind these characters no matter how bloody and fucked up the show gets. I'm just like, damn, I'm like, I feel for these kids. I man. feel for these kids yeah. more so than the characters from the boys. Like, yeah, mostly because. Some of them are just benefiting from it, like Homelander. And they're grown adults And they're now. grown adults now. Yeah. Um, and and they've, they've made it that far to the point, you know. Some you're in the seven. <laughs> yeah, you're in the seven. So I'm like, you've made it this far. And yet still, you're you're being this way. But yeah. still, they're being controlled, too, to some extent. Um, and some of them have made realizations in season three. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a huge shift in the seven now. Exactly. Where people are just like, I don't want to be in this anymore. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, for sure. So Gen V does, a, again, once once again, it does a great job of making these characters fleshed out. They're not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. 
they feel like li- living, breathing people that would have these issues in real life yeah. if this was a, a real thing. Um, so real quick, I just wanted to ask, like, since we've already gotten three seasons of The Boys, how do you feel this series lived up to those past like seasons? Do you feel like you've enjoyed it as much as them, or a little bit less, or like maybe you like it more than The Boys? Like, how are you feeling about huh. this new cast and this story? I think... I think I'm enjoying it just as much. I yeah. mean, it's definitely... It's different. It's different. I think it's a little more... Which is um, good. The pace is it's like a lot faster with this for me. Yeah, um, a lot happens. A lot happens. And it's just eight episodes. But I still... I connected with them. Like, you know, usually you have your show and, you know, you have like a whole season where you build up. Next season you build up and then you start to feel for the characters that are there. The ones that... Like, you have a group of characters in the beginning, but you're only focused on maybe, like, two. Mm-hmm. And then next season, you get a little bit more fleshed out. So that's how The Boys has been, which is good, because that that's the main story, so that it yeah. needs to do that. I wouldn't want that to be rushed. Um, but this, because we already know about the world of Bot, about the the soups, mm-hmm. how they came to be, and how things can really be with these type of super-powered people around... Yeah. Um, I guess I was able to just jump into this and be like, oh, so what goes on when Homelander's not drinking someone's titty milk? <laughs> like, I, like you know, what what else is going on out there? Because it's not just them that are soups. There are other people. And when we learned that all these babies are just being, you know, yeah, w- drugged with this, 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 whatever this yeah, is. Yeah, it's like eugenics. It's just like, okay, wow. So there's other people out there. What is still making people inject their babies yeah, with this thing. Why, why? Is, why are they signing up for this? Yeah, because it's been a while because what... Um, yeah, it's been like a couple decades, decades of super-powered yes. beings being around. And then we had... Um, what's her name? Starfire. Starfire? Starlight. Starlight? Starfire's Starfire. from Teen Star- Titans. Yes, that's why I'm just like... <laughs> it was like Starfire, Starlight. Um, um, Starlight, we have her, you know, from the last season, how she's... I mean, she went through it. Like, oh, I yeah. Feel like, just Awful. God. Um, yeah. And, I mean, a lot of them, like, I mean... the. He sucks so bad. He's going through <laughs> it too, but he fucking, I fucking hate him. But that's um, the magic of the show. Even the shitty characters, yeah. they flesh out how they became so shitty. Shitty, yeah. They and it's not just one note. Something just really fucked up from their past. They were manipulated or... And the common thread is Vought. Yeah, exactly. Vought is fucking them up. So I, like going into this, I was just like, I I think this is just as good as the boys. It's, it's a, a perfect little just like pop off what's going on here yeah. in, a, in another area. It expands the world, honestly. It, it does. In a good way. And I'm just like, I, I do want... Th- is there going to be another season? They haven't Yes, announced. they confirmed. Oh, they confirmed, okay. Yeah, it'll be af- probably after season four. four. Okay, so there'll be another season of Gen V, which I'm looking for because we'll get into how that ended. And I'm just like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> I actually, like, at the end of... We were uh, both like, the, what? Yeah, I had <laughs> Alvin pause, but like, even before it ended, we still had, like, Three like minutes, maybe, or something, two or three minutes. And there's this major <laughs> thing that happened, and I was just like, wait, 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 pause. I need a second to just take Register. in. And, like, I was, I paused. I really paused, guys. So She paused physically and mentally. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, stop, because I need a moment to process what happened. And I was like, this can't, is this how this season's going to end? This Is this done? Is it wrapped up? No yeah. more Gen V. That was just a little pocket, because I was just like, that's how entertained I was, where I was yeah. just like, wait. We cannot be. <laughs> you're not serious. We're, you're not serious, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get back to my pausing moment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how did you feel about it? I fucking. Up? You, okay. I I really like this show. Okay. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No. I think I would agree with you that I feel. 
I enjoyed just as much mm-hmm. as the previous boy season. And for and for a lot of the same reasons and a lot of the different reasons, the different ones just being new characters. Yeah. I think they did a really good job making us follow these characters and be invested in these characters. Because um, I feel like that was probably going to be the most difficult point is like after three seasons of following your favorite guys, like mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough sell to be like, all right, here's some new characters that have nothing to do with with your main crew. Yeah, they did a fantastic job translating our love of the show to Gen V to these new characters. And I love what what they're doing with expanding the world with this university, because, you know, this is not the only fucking school in the country that does this shit. Yeah. Like, even if this one gets exposed, there's going to be another one that still somehow is protected. And it's just like this huge web of just interconnectivity of Vought owned things. And it's Mm -hmm. just it makes the world feel even grosser. Yeah. Knowing that it's more than just the company that owns the seven. I mean, because because they're always recruiting for the new seven. Yeah. And in the boys, we had what um, Soldier Boy, who was what country? He was in a different country altogether. When he was in Russia. Russia. Yeah. He was in (laughs) Russia. So it's just like this isn't just the states. Yeah. It's across the sea as well. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. Just imagine like, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want this to run ridiculously long. I would want them to try to incorporate as much as they can mm-hmm. in a well-written story yeah. where we can be like, okay, we know this is going on elsewhere in the world, but if they, you know, did a, a spin-off in a different country mm-hmm. or I would be fine with that if they If, if there's they, a story to if tell. If there's a story to tell, yeah. you know, because like you said, Vought, it, it all ties in this this college, this university ties in to to the big company like we'll see characters yeah who are like basically running things at bot here in in this season where you're just like wait what the fuck are they doing here but yeah it's all connected yeah so i i would like like to see how things wrap up i don't know i when i think about like the boys in general i'm just like is it that homelander is defeated is that how the series ends will that make me feel better will i be okay <laughs> like is that what is that what needs to happen yeah so that's why i'm like i'm looking forward to season four of um of the boys mm-hmm. after how this season wrapped up and, and what's what's gonna happen next. So I'm just like, well what do we do now? And I've never read the the comics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't know if they're like even just more fucked up to read. I heard they're more poorly written. Poorly? Like they oh, okay. <laughs> I heard they made a huge changes those. to make the story better. <laughs> oh well that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's what I've heard. I haven't read the stories either. Okay. I don't really have an interest to like. I'm fine with just well, watching the show. That I definitely don't yeah. have an interest because I'm I'm enjoying this. I just have that issue like most people where it's just like, oh, how long do we have to wait for the next fucking season? And yeah. will I forget? Or well, now that the actor strike is over and the writer strikes are over, yes, we'll get stuff sooner again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into. Um, I would like to just go into a couple characters arcs because I feel like that's like the best way to like go through how this show like progresses because it's a very character driven story. I would like to start with Marie's arc since she's our protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we mentioned before, right off the bat, she's a fairly likable person. She's very sympathetic. Again, we get behind her goal. She wants to be a superhero because she wants to prove to her sister that she isn't some sort of monster. Yeah. Like and that she can do good and that she can people. do good. Yeah, exactly. And I like how they're, very unapologetic with how difficult it is for her to be at this university right off the bat. Like, first of all, she already doesn't come from any privilege, right? She has no money. She doesn't even have a fucking cell phone. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so funny to think that a 19-something-year-old starting off college or 18-year-old doesn't even have a cell phone with her. Yeah. Like, that's how poor she is because she grew up in 
um, an orphanage, basically. Yeah. Um, and this is her chance to really start her life for the first time outside of an orphanage. Now she's an adult. She sadly doesn't have the parental love that she needed in the last like four or so years. So she's trying to make her way into this world really just like unprepared, yeah. which is really scary. And that's like a relevant thing for anybody going to college, whether you feel prepared or not. You're starting off as an adult for the first time and you everything that you do that like that's your choice. Everything that happens to you is a result of your own choices, whether it's good or bad. Um, and right off the bat, they also make it a point that it's difficult for her to progress just for like also being a black woman as well. Yeah. Like <laughs> like some they, they give her some advantages to being black because it's like, oh, like the first imagine being the first black woman, woman in the seven. seven. Yeah. It's just like it's those types of like conversations that like professors and advisors will will tell you. It's just like they make it seem like it's a good and exciting thing, but really it just is nasty. It's just like like really it's like twenty twenty something and there's still yeah. like you still haven't had one single black person in this field or in this demographic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like And the and the show makes a point, like just the boys, Gen B. They always make a point of like saying those things, yeah, and and like being like, oh, like because it has to be trendy. Yeah, it has <laughs> to be trend. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Trends here. is I another was thing. So that disgusted with it because there was a point where they were looking for like a new face of you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and they were just like, okay, what about this person? Um, and they're just like, yeah, because oh, they want to rank a new number one, one at the university. Exactly. So they're just like, oh, I, I don't know, like um, what we had Jordan. Mm-hmm. So Jordan is a gender shifter. They're yeah. just like, yeah, we can't have that, basically. Yeah, and I'm fucking just like, model minority. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> wait. I was just like, okay, that's that's fucked up. Already so, antagonistic. And Jordan is my favorite character. Okay, I was going to ask that uh, later okay. on. <laughs> yeah, no, but just, I, I know. I, Jordan's just really talking. cool. Jordan is really cool. My favorite character. I yeah. I love this character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, they're pretty they're the most like most powerful like oh they're yeah pretty they're they're versatile in what i they can don't do. understand why well i do understand why they weren't number one or why they're not in the number one spot yeah um so i i love that character but it, it's stuff like that and then marie being like oh yeah black woman um mm-hmm. if you if you act right if you, you have be to fucking this way, police yourself yeah all exactly the time. you have to police yourself you have to act right you have to sell yourself to these people so we could get funding so they could this that yeah and it's just like it's so much work for these people Mm -hmm. who are good who are the strongest who are trying to do the best but there's all these like you can't because what do the people want what do the majority want (laughs) what do the trends say Say, what does the algorithm say yeah (laughs) it's terrible yeah but yeah and it's and it's but no i'm glad that you bring that up because that is an aspect that gets brought up really quickly when we follow marie in her first day at the university is Mm -hmm. you have to be likable on social media and already she's at a disadvantage like i said before she doesn't have have a phone phone. and then two she doesn't have the personality to be like an influencer type person Mm -hmm on social media it's like but that is sadly a requirement at this university and that is a real life aspect that i've seen for jobs which is fucking weird yeah it's disgusting that like there's a lot of jobs out there that's like requiring people to be one savvy with social media but two also have a personality that can constantly put out content like on tiktok or on instagram or something to get promotion out there of whatever company you're working for yeah 
It's like it's stuff that you didn't have to worry about that we didn't have to worry about just like five or six or I seven years ago. I still ain't worried about it. I'm tired. I mean, our of jobs don't require it. that, but my job's starting to require it, and I'm just like. Oh, they're trying to incorporate it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just like I find somebody else to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I do not have the. I, you, yeah. It's not even in my job description. You're just bringing this up. And even <laughs> in my personal life, like I don't really care for social media like that. I, yeah. I, I and I'll it's changed be on so it. much. It's changed so much. Yeah. You know, and there's certain like platforms that I I do have or I don't have or the, why do you still have that? Mm-hmm. I'm just like it's ridiculous seeing yeah. this in the show. How like every student has a phone. Every student's recording every single little thing mm-hmm. and. Vought is basically looking at okay, well, what's their social? How many followers do they have? Who viewed this? What? It's just like, ugh, I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a sad reality for a lot of Gen Z folks as well because the social media they grew up with is way different from what millennials grew up with. Like mm-hmm. when we were growing up with social media, it was literally just to communicate with each other and yeah. like <laughs> have an online community and have fun with each other. It's basically just a way to keep up with each other when we're not in school. And we can't hang out physically and we don't want to just call or text like it just changed the landscape of how we communicate with our friends. And then by the time even before Gen Z was was starting to come around, it quickly started becoming a marketing place, a place where you are sold things and there's commercials everywhere. Yeah. And there's fucking propaganda as well. Political propaganda. And that is where Gen Z is at. They're they're bombarded with all these aspects of like a mix of like a bit of socializing but for the most part it's self-marketing and self-advertising and self-promoting and seeing other types of promotions and it's just taken like a much more hyper capitalistic approach Mm -hmm. as opposed to when we first had social media like this isn't the myspace and facebook days Mm, (laughs) like this wasn't the days where we would get on aim and instant (laughs) message each other like that was a huge like game changer back then now it's like anything that you do and say on your social media that's going to be on record and that's your personality to the government Mm -hmm. to the world as a whole and you as a superhero need to be as marketable as likable as unproblematic as possible. You have to be super polished. You have to be perfect, no blemishes. You can't be flawed in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. And that is not something that Marie can keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> as we've seen, like, when <clears throat> when she hangs out with, with her new friends for the first time and Andre accidentally makes this woman bleed out from her neck. Oh, yeah, just slices they b- her neck The open. fucking... What's Mr. Krabs's character name again i keep calling mr krabs Mr. um <laughs> clancy oh, brown um, clancy brown plays a character who he, he he's not playing an important role because he dies in the first episode yeah um he's just a professor yeah he's like um, a professor that recommends students in order yeah. to he basically gives them a leg up to get closer to a position in the seven mm-hmm. he's a very powerful person he quickly frames Marie for <laughs> for making this woman bleed out at a party yes. because she's the newcomer. These other students have already been fleshed out and pampered and groomed to mm-hmm. be potentials for the next member of the seven. And f- because he wanted to protect them and she's the newcomer. And it's no surprise that it's she's also brown. easy to do it to be a black. Yeah. To a black <laughs> woman. He, he basically says, I'm expelling you because I need you to take the fall for this. Even mm-hmm. though she's the one that helped stop the bleeding and with her powers girl, and yeah. save the girl. Save the I girl. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> save her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even uh, though she saved 
that woman and it, everything was on he's camera. He's like, you're too. the one. We're going to say you're the one that, that made her bleed out in the first Let's place. Like, like, you like, fucking piece of shit. Piece of shit, too. But piece <laughs> of shit to everybody else who's going to believe it. Even yeah. the people that were actually there. Yeah. But Vaughn would probably come in and pay them anyway and be like, yeah, say she did it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like she can't fucking win. Yeah. Fucking so crazy. That's why I'm happy Luke's crazy ass came in. <laughs> 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 and scorched his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to get into to Luke. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Luke is an interesting case. So when we first like follow Marie and her struggle in episode one, we see that that Luke is also struggling with being in school. Mm-hmm. We see his interactions with um, Clancy Brown's character. He's he feels very pressured and uneasy about um, basically securing a position in the seven. He's promised a position in the seven, but he's not excited. He hesitates. You see in his face that he doesn't really want it. Yeah. You see that there's something else. There's a there's something going on in the back of his mind where not nothing is quite right. And there's something that's worrying him. And there's something that he's trying to figure out. And we soon find out that he basically is trying to find his brother who is missing and we later on in the series we find out that it's Sam, mm-hmm. um, the one that can basically destroy anything physically, and he's the one who has schizophrenia. We find out that his brother keeps constantly getting tested. Luke has been aware of that up until finally they just decide to separate them for good. They they tell Luke that his brother is dead, but he doesn't believe it. That's yeah. why he's still so. By the time episode one arrives, all of that history has already happened. Mm -hmm. And that's why he seems so unstable. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where he is so desperate to find his brother that he can't take it anymore. He bursts into the office of of Clancy Brown's character and scorches him to death. And I think that happens like at the end of episode one or or episode two. It was. It's very early in, in the series. Marie goes back to after she's expelled by she's um, like no nah, i'm brink. not taking this his name's brink or like yeah like brink. His nickname or brink something. yeah that's his last name um, thank you she goes back to confront him yep and opens when the she door walks in um she just sees basically he just falls apart to like ash because like luke just like Im- well they were embracing or whatever when yeah. she walked in yes and, and that's you see what naked happens ass luke. yes <laughs> and then he just turns with like this like rage in towards her um he's like you're next yeah basically <laughs> and i was just like what the fuck so and then it's a huge chase it's a huge chase through like the school outside into like the um the main area mm-hmm. um and basically i think it was jordan jordan saves the um, day yeah jordan <laughs> basically holds luke off from like getting to marie until she gets outside and then andre is there too and he's like what's going on yeah. luke's crazy ass comes out <laughs> all hot and on fire yeah. and um you could just tell he's he's gone he's yeah like he's Luke's unstable character, he's, he's very unstable but i also saw like this the hurt because before he yeah. killed brinks there was obviously something he was trying to confront and brinks was like no everything's fine you're fine you whatever and yeah. stuff and that's a lot of that's what happens to a lot of these main characters is that they they have this feeling they know something feels wrong something's going on or they're just they're something's wrong with them mm-hmm and they're just told, no, you're fine. Take your medicine. It's nothing. It's yep. this. You're overthinking or just focus on being number one. Mm-hmm. And it really sucks to see that um, for the characters and, and, and people I know. And then sometimes even myself, it's just like, you know, something's wrong and you're telling somebody and they're just like, they're not listening. They're not listening. And that really, that was on Luke's face. And I appreciated that. I appreciated yeah. his acting there. Yeah. And before great. his, like basically his best friend, Andre, mm-hmm. could 
calm him down. They embrace. He calms down. I'm like, okay. Beautiful show down. of healthy masculinity, by yes. the way. Yes. Um, and I, I was just like, okay, we're good. He's calmed down. We're going to figure out what it is that Luke remembers or what it is that he feels is going on. And then he just basically... He annihilates himself. Yeah. Yeah, he, he takes himself out. He flies up. He, like, explodes yeah. like, with his own firepower. I thought he was just going to take off his... Like, he's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving pull off school. A yeah, he's take just a break. like, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm dropping out, you know. And no, he, he blows himself he to blows smithereens. Himself up. And, then and he was the number one student. Yeah. He was, he's the, he was the number one. And then all of the Luke chunks just fall to the sky. <laughs> and I was just like... And down to the floor. That's, that's, that's what would happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so They're very... The boys' world is very unapologetic with trying to show you what it would actually look like if a person disintegrated or yeah. got smashed at a certain speed or whatever. Exactly. They're very detailed about that. So. Which they do it in, I think, in good taste. They could do it in a way where they don't get so violent and gruesome, but mm -hmm. it's like, if we're going to base this on the real world, like, think about it. If Superman flew by you a little too fast, your skin might peel off or something. Yeah. Like, they're very practical that's about funny. the that's physics. That's just like an Invincible, the latest episode we oh watched, where he's flying his girlfriend to Vegas. He's just like, I was going to fly you to Paris, but to get you there in time, all your skin would have yeah. fell off. <laughs> I appreciate that they pay attention to that kind of yes. detail. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, they, they have to. Cause, they I mean Because it's based on a reality like, that could be ours. Exactly. So as much that's as why I, it's so violent. I love watching, like, the Marvels and, you know, mm -hmm. um, not the Marvels, the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Um, as much as I like watching those, it's like sometimes I'm like, shouldn't that person, how did Just they? Just be dead. Shouldn't they be dead? Like, like, how did Cap not bust his knees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So we see that Luke is taken out of commission early on, which I did not expect. Yeah. I really thought he'd be part of this journey. Exactly. But they, they, they took a bold move and, and decided to do that. And that's what triggers events in, in the series that eventually pulls Marie in to try to figure out what is going on at this campus. Because at first, she's indifferent to all of this. Mm -hmm. She's like, listen, you guys set me up for some bullshit. I have a chance to stay here now. I'm just going to mind my business and not worry about y'all. Which I totally get. Yeah. Again, she is a young black woman that got thrown under the bus for these kids. And it's just like... And she already had to like be careful as soon as she got... Like when she yeah. left her, um, left the orphanage or whatever, um, they were just like, yeah, don't fuck up. Like her counselor yeah. was just like, don't, don't fuck this don't up. Fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, she's like... you'll you be right back here. You'll be right back here. Or no, she won't be right oh, back no, here. Oh no, she'll, she'll be at a super max security... Security place where yeah. they'll probably just torture her or yeah. kill her. Who knows? And never release her. And never release her. Exactly. So she, she studied hard. She like, while she was in this um, orphanage, she was actually like trying to be better so she could get to yeah. this university yeah then one hangout with the popular kids or whatever for one night for and then this night, shit happens this shit happens and, and then you get thrown under the bus exactly like, you know what no fuck you you got your problems and now you're i'm about sorry to about your friend i'm genuinely sorry, sorry yeah. but it ain't my business that's what she's, she, yeah she's just like look i already got expelled like i'm sorry like he's not here anymore and the guy that expelled me isn't here anymore so ain't nobody yeah. gotta know about this um yeah yeah. I, I, I understand her. Yeah. Um, but after that episode, she basically becomes the hero. She ends up in the top ten ranking that yeah. the school had. Um yeah. as the hero who stopped Luke when yeah. that bitch was running. I'm and, like, and it, it was, was Jordan. It was Jordan that, that took that needed credit for that. But Jordan remained at like spot five or four or something yeah. like that. Um yeah. on the Trailing ranking. Trailing behind. 
where they've been for a while and and they confront each like, other about that. They have a conversation. Yeah. Jordan's like, you need to tell people the truth. Mm-hmm. And Marie actually does promise Jordan, like, okay, I will tell the interviewer yeah. what actually happened. But she doesn't. No, because Marie, again, she gets caught up. She gets ensnared in the interviewer's trap. Like, oh, like, you know, let's make sure you get your sister back. And that just, again, yeah. it's her selfishness. That is very selfish. But again, you get why she made that decision Mm -hmm. it wasn't fair it wasn't nice but you understand her motive yeah so once again she's reminded she's doing this for her sister and to reconnect with her she doesn't give jordan the credit so she takes the number one spot and then that creates tension with her and the rest of the group Mm -hmm. but Uh, i still feel like they would (coughs) have found some way not to put jordan in the number one spot yeah again there's always going to be roadblocks for somebody like her like she again, she's a black woman. She has a power that's not very like palatable. I'll say like mm-hmm. she uses blood. Like yeah. it, it's it'll probably be very hard to market somebody that constantly cuts herself and shoots yeah. blood at people. And Jordan, like I was saying, yeah, yeah, because I'm like, if she would have told the truth, they would have been like, oh shoot, okay, Jordan's the one that did this, and we have video footage of it. Um, but <laughs> uh, we can't have them, um, yeah. you know, up there as the number one. Uh, it's just yeah. It's it's really I I kind of like how they like really push the, you know, fact that people are transphobic, you know, racist, homophobic, yep, that and, comes and up. that all factors into these rankings into this social media world. Yeah. Um. No matter h- how good the person is, no matter how squeaky clean like you've told them to be, mm-hmm. um, it's still not enough. Yeah. Because of who they are as a person, yep. and it, it's just and like prejudices and biases. Yeah. Um. It, it, yeah, it's just it's it's really too bad. But Marie just goes with it. Yeah. Um, but she eventually comes around to caring about their situation. Yeah. Um, and I think it has partly to do with Emma because Emma at first is just Marie's roommate, but they start to become friends as mm-hmm. well. And Emma gets entangled with this situation when um, when she finds out about Sam being held up in this place called the woods, which is the secret underground lab right under the campus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I forgot to mention, it's also very interesting how Marie's position in number one was also due to the fact that she helped capture Sam. Oh yeah. Like early on in the series, like you see this kid burst out of nowhere and he's talking about like, I'm never going back to the fucking woods. And you're just like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. We find out that's Luke's living missing brother, Sam, Sam, and because Marie basically pulled a police officer and just by, like <laughs> captured him by using her blood yeah, power, her and that that bolsters her position. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about later on when she does something heroic, how that just doesn't pay off whatsoever. Mm. When she does something that she thinks is good, but ultimately is bad, she's rewarded. Yeah. When she does something that's super heroic and and and, you know, noble, she gets punished for that. Yeah. And we'll talk about that by the end of this. Um, but I, I also forgot to mention that was a very interesting aspect of how she got her position in in the number one. Um, and again, this 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 is how Emma's arc sort of ties in as well. Uh, poor Emma. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At first, we didn't really like her because she was just so talky and like annoying and just like always talking about getting dick. Yeah. Like that was like her main dialogue like, for like the first episode. She don't be getting dick. She be hugging dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we mentioned earlier, Emma is this very quirky student who has the power to shrink her body. She mm-hmm. t- she gets very tiny. And she essentially is already kind of known on social media as 
I forget her nickname that she gives herself on social media. Yeah. But she essentially has a persona who makes entertainment on YouTube and social media by shrinking herself and doing silly little gags. Yeah. Like pretending to be in a tiny wrestling arena or something. With a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And then it's it looks like a silly ass goofy ass power and it's also like well how do you really use that as a superhero like yeah. how is that practical um and you could tell right off the bat she's looking for companionship like she's really trying to be friends with marie while marie is being standoffish at first mm-hmm. um so she comes she comes off overbearing even for us as the audience uh, but we quickly start learning about what makes her tick like she has this hookup session with this male student right down the hall who's interested in her. She's like, sure, why not? Like, this guy's into me. Uh, let me see what that's about. And then we quickly realize that it's not her that he's genuinely interested in. It's more of what she can do with his peen in tiny form. Yeah. <laughs> You're explaining this so weird. Yes. Basically, he wants her to shrink down to size and, and play with his peen. Yeah. And do things to and him stomp sexually. stomp on his nuts and <laughs> kick his dick while she's tiny. Basically satisfy all his kinks yeah. and quirks while she's miniaturized. Yeah. And then I think that is the first time we see how she gets small or a little bit afterwards. Yeah. We see that she has to purge in order to activate her power. So she has to first have food in her stomach and then make herself get sick. And that's how she shrinks. And the more yeah. that she vomits, the more smaller she gets. Yeah. And we see it gets to a point where she's hallucinating and sort of out of it when she does it too much. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and th- they address it right away that it's not necessarily an eating disorder that she has. That's just how she knows how to activate her powers. That's, yeah. I guess one day she discovered it by getting sick one day in her youth and then just she shrunk that's wild. which is so weird that's a very interesting unique concept for a superpower mm-hmm. so she hurt she doesn't necessarily have an eating disorder but that is sort of like a representation thematically of eating disorder and of yes pick me okay <laughs> this is like totally off but if she were pregnant and she had morning sickness oh my god and she would oh no <laughs> All right, I'll leave that with you guys. So what were you saying? Wow. <laughs> you can't just leave it at that. Now, what's your theory now? You think she would just die with the baby? I don't know. Would she shrink and then the baby shrink inside her? Or Probably. I feel like that would be so bad for the baby. Because then there's no nutrients for the baby either. So yeah. you're starving the baby. But like, does she have to like, she has morning sickness, she vomits, and she has to eat, but it still makes her sick. And then she, like, what happens? I don't know. Ooh, season two. <laughs> Emma gets pregnant. No, we don't need this. All right. I'll leave that with you guys. Let <laughs> us know. Once you guys listen to this, comment <laughs> on what you think would happen if Emma was pregnant with her superpowers. You're an ass. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we see that that's how she activates her powers. And it quickly takes a very dark turn. We we quickly start sympathizing with her. Mm-hmm. And she, it also fleshes her out more. Like, you see that she genuinely just wants a connection. Not necessarily sexual, but just something that's genuine. Yeah. Whether it means sex or love or friendship, we see that she wants that because we see that she's so estranged from her mom, who's basically just her fucking PR manager. Yeah. Not I, even a mom. mom. She acts like a PR manager. When they have that um, that dinner where the whole group finally comes together for the first time and starts... Mm-hmm. Uh, coalescing and agreeing that we should figure out what's going on at this campus because something's mm-hmm. not right ever yeah. since Luke died. Um, we see that Emma's mom is just 
she only cares about getting the numbers and ratings for her daughter to try to get into the the seven. And we see where that need for connection is coming from for Emma. She doesn't have that relationship with her mom. We don't know much about her family situation besides her mom. Mm -hmm. So she seems very lonely. Yeah. So when she's offered the chance to break out Sam when she meets with Andre, she's just like, sign me up. Like, doesn't even question it. She's like, all right, I'll do it. And that's like super dangerous. Super dangerous. But it's just like, I guess because she comes from a place of not having anybody in her corner, Mm -hmm. she wanted to give that to somebody. Yeah. And I really love watching that. I really liked, I ended up really liking this character. Like Mm -hmm. she's still quirky in in her ways, but it's like, it's endearing. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel annoying. She is a genuinely compassionate person. And we see that when she first busts Sam out of the, the, the woods. Yeah. Um, we see right away they, they develop a genuine friendship right off the bat when they first meet each other. And that further develops once he gets broken out. Um, and then that starts a whole slew of problems once he's out because now the, the woods is aware of that shit and they're going to be hunting this kid down all around campus. Yeah. Um, so Emma quickly has a, a very strong character arc once she breaks Sam out because then she starts falling for him. She, he likes her as well. They become a couple and and they both bond over being sort of like outsiders when it comes to like who they are and what their abilities are. Yeah. Um, So I really liked seeing her compassionate side. And it's it's refreshing to see somebody so kind in a world that's like really brutal. Yeah, that's why I was so fucking mad when that stupid girl um, (laughs) like basically exposed like Emma's like way of getting oh um, yeah the social media chick yeah small i think her name was like justine or something something um and emma had met her along with the guy that um she basically i don't did she have sex they hooked up the guy she hooked up with or whatever so justine was just like oh yeah i know he's he's a total dick or whatever let's be friends yeah but then she just goes and she's like, well, you know, what? what's your power? How does that? And she tells her, um, Emma tells her, she's like, yeah, I have to basically like purge in mm-hmm. order for this to happen. And, and you think she's being kind, kind by, by yeah. listening to her and shit. But she's just and recording and she, and she exposes it to the whole school. And yeah. then everybody, everybody's looking at Emma so many different ways. Like They mock her by going. <coughs> yeah, they're mocking her yeah. or they're like feeling. I don't know if they're feeling bad for her, but they're just like. You're it's like, a mix of all that. Yeah, they're like you have Unwanted an eating attention. disorder. Like you, you know, help. you need to go get help. <laughs> and it's just like she's like, it's not that. And yeah. it was just weird because I Emma already knows. Like I guess you could say how it looks mm-hmm. to have to do this in order to use her power or whatever. So I just felt really bad for her there. And then I was just like, who is this bitch? Like, I was ready to fight <laughs> this Justine bitch. And we see that she's been doing Jordan it to other... Jordan was ready too. Yeah. <laughs> you see that she was doing it to other... Um, other students. Other students as well, too. That's um, what her content lives on. Exactly. And yeah. I was just like, that's so fucked up. Like, there was this weird girl with a, a tail. And then yeah. she was just like, stick Do your tail in your mouth. Things, and yeah. I was just like, what? And I'm just like, it's so sad because... Like Emma, this girl also seems like she is trying to make friends, get you know, get connected with people, make connections. And I was just like, wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah, that's like another uh, another thing. It's just like if it's not Vought, it's like just the students just and soups around people, you. Yeah. Like you have like that other guy who can um, 
what does he do? He he basically like fucking roofies you like somehow like he's also a telepath. Yeah, yeah. And he could just but he make misuses you, it. Yeah, he misuses it, and it's really just like wow, it's very date rape rapey. culture. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, oh wow. So we have that, but in a soup form mm-hmm. that goes around campus that people know about, but no one really does anything about him. And I was like, that's very real. Yep. Too. And I was like, I, yep. I like that they're touching on that, touching on that by using people's like powers or like their their social because that shit would happen yeah so i just i felt really bad for emma and i was just like wow and that's how her and um marie basically connect because you see emma she's there in the dorm all sad and you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i i really feel for her character yeah i do like her character she is very kind um and she proves to be capable like when when sam like breaks like uh breaks loose and goes after the doctor that kept experimenting on him, he's about to kill this doctor in his own family home. Mm-hmm. And Emma and the rest of the crew go in right on time to stop him from murdering him. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, the whole time I was thinking like, I was thinking of Ant-Man for some reason because <laughs> Emma can shrink. I'm like, if she can shrink, could she also make herself bigger? bigger yeah. Like if she just did something to make herself bigger? What would that be? And then like, sure enough, that shit happens when... um when everyone's struggling to stop Sam from killing the doctor, you see Emma come out of nowhere, just big, tall and fucking naked, (laughs) just slam her hand on him and just hold him down in the middle of the the backyard. And I was just like, oh shit, so she can't get get big. big. And we find out that if she overeats, then she can get bigger. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. And I was just like, I wonder if that's like a commentary on eating disorder, like a little subtle thing where it's just like, not promoting overeating, but just mm-hmm. like it's okay if you see people eating a lot as long mm-hmm. as they're not unhealthy and not trying to harm somebody or harm themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really wonder if that's what they had in mind with this character. Yeah, because purging is just not a healthy thing, no matter what it is, whether it's a eating disorder or whether it's just being sick. I think in in general, like yeah, or whether you're trying to trigger a superpower, like just yeah. making yourself puke is just not. Yeah, healthy. Is, it's not is, good. Doesn't her character have some issues with that, where she she's doing it too much? I I forget. Yeah, because she, like she she mentioned that her teeth were getting damaged. Yeah, and she's like her breath always smells and stuff because that's like all acidic. So it's it's just not good. And just imagine her um, what do you call that part? The her esophagus. Yes. Just getting ruptured. Is getting yeah. That's all that breaking acid. down and all that stuff. You would think that because it's her superpower, there'd be something to counter. And usually that's how like. I guess like a, a super person's powers would work is yeah. that whatever is causing like people that need to be caught on fire, like their skin doesn't burn. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's a part of what their power is. So yeah. their skin can't burn because, you know, yeah. Um, unless exactly. they're Dobby from my hero, then <laughs> yeah, but he was going too hard. That's why. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I was just like, you would think that with her power that maybe she'd have a sort of mutation that would protect her teeth, protect but her nope. esophagus. Nope. Protect, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I'm glad that they added the component that she can overeat mm-hmm. in order to activate her power to get bigger. But then that also means she has to puke again if she wants to get back to her normal size. She has That's to either a lot of puke. She has to either <laughs> wait a long time to digest mm-hmm. over time or just make herself puke until she gets yeah. to normal size. So either way, it's a power that's like totally fucked. <laughs> Wasn't there a point where she just shrunk without purging? And I think yeah, she, she was, was able to control it. 
like yeah. by will and it happened by accident i forget when exactly I forget. that happened i think she was like she had to be sad or something something happened yeah um and she was she was um, uh, her emotion i totally forgot yeah. what i have to rewatch that episode because yeah. everything a lot of other stuff was going on and that was just a small they didn't make that a big deal yeah so i forget but she is eventually able to control her shrinking in a different way mm-hmm. and it looks like there's a chance to just do it by will and not by eating habits yeah which that is a really good thing. It is. That, that's really good for her. So she has like a full arc right there. Mm-hmm. So really liked her character. Um, and then we also find out with um, Kate, she has a very tragic backstory as well. And she uses her pain in a totally different way. She, when you, when we first meet her, she's like the, she's like a catty, like mean girl, almost like popular. Yeah. She acts nice, but then she goes behind your back and says some shit or does some shit to yeah, you. Yeah, She definitely looked like that way. I don't think she yeah. was no. ever that way, but she definitely looked it. And I was just like, Ugh, are we going to have one of those characters? But yeah. You could just tell she was just the popular girl. Dating she was the all popular over Luke. Boy. Um, yeah. Like you just want that number one position. <laughs> so you're on that w- number one dick. Oh my God. But yeah, that that's, she actually like, didn't she wasn't like a shitty person like that yeah. um which was surprising because i'm like they definitely made her look like that so like i instantly yeah. like was just like ew but then i was like okay she's actually you know she's actually nice she's cool and then i go back to hating her again because <laughs> i was just like bitch you've been working with dean shetty this whole fucking time mm-hmm. like and i was like well what the fuck is her backstory yeah tragic Surprise, surprise. <coughs> Very tragic. Nobody backstory. has a normal story. No one has a normal backstory. <laughs> no one has a normal upbringing, even if they have their parents in their life or not. Um, you know, Emma, Emma's backstory, because her powers is she can touch people and basically make them do whatever she wants. Yeah, mind control. Mind control, make them forget, mm-hmm. make them go do something, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, when they're, her and what, Marie and Jordan, they're having like a little moment where they were talking and she mentions how she had a sibling mm. um a brother i don't know if he's older yeah or whatever. younger brother younger brother and when they were out um camping or they were home somewhere her her brother and her parents she touched her brother and told him she's like why don't you just go, go away, away and never come, and back. come back yeah they had like a, far, a, a fight, fight or something. something so that's and what happened he, and he lived he, up to that yeah <laughs> he went away and never came back and they had search parties looking for him um still didn't find and him. they still never found him um i can only assume since she was so young and he's a younger brother maybe something happened to him he died um got hurt attacked by or he animal. could still be out there he could still <laughs> be out there but um I mean, eventually, if someone would have found them, they would have been like, this little boy's missing. And I think, yeah, so unless I think the wrong person came and picked them up. That, too. So, <laughs> no, but isn't the world great, guys? Um, <laughs> whether it's fictional or not. But, yeah, so she was talking about that. From then on, her parents were terrified of her. Basically. Yeah, didn't trust her at all. Didn't trust her. Locked her up in her room. Told her she has to wear gloves if she ends up being around anybody. She mm. can't take them off. So, it was really sad. And at one point, Shetty comes to her to home her. and meets with her. And um, she tells Emma that she, I, I mean, Kat, she's like, she tells Kat that she trusts her. She's like, I'm not worried about you wearing your gloves or not. You don't have to do that. I mm-hmm. trust you. Blah, blah, blah. So then instantly you see for Kat, she's just like, someone trust me. Mm-hmm. She puts everything into Shetty, believes everything Shetty says, thinks Shetty has like her best interests. Yeah. And um, that's not really how it is because Shetty's using her. Mm-hmm. Um, you, she was using her to control luke yep um make luke forget that he, he had a brother or that yep. his brother was alive um 
make Luke for forget that his brother was actually under school this whole time and just like a whole bunch of other things. She was also using her powers on Luke's brother, Sam, um, yeah. for, for various reasons, for him to calm down, for him to go to sleep, <coughs> whatever. So so very manipulative. Very manipulative. Uh, messing like, with people's free will. But for, for Kate, it was like, I felt like it was really bad because this whole time. She thought she was helping. Yeah, we didn't know that she was. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't know that she was a traitor in the group. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. At yeah, because after they re- they retrieve Sam from his attempt at murdering, that's when they like forget what the hell happened yeah. after that. And then later on, we find out it's Kate. Kate. She admits to it exactly because we assume that it's the other telepath who's like basically a raging MAGA hat motherfucker who's all about soup supremacy, which is another sub theme that's touched on later on in, in this uh, season. Mm-hmm. But they, they quickly find out it wasn't even this guy who's a piece of shit. He didn't do anything in this situation. It was Kate who was wiping everyone's memories. Yeah. But there's, it's only so long before they just remember things and put things together. So now, yeah. So now there's this, again, they constantly do this push and pull, this tug of war between do we trust her? Do we not trust her? Like yeah. at this point, how can we trust her? And then that reinforces what you had brought up with Kate's history of growing up, not having that trust. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't fair for her as a child to be treated that way because listen, you're, you're the parents, right? You're the one that decided to get shot up with fucking compound V. This is the result of that. What are you going to do with your child now? She did this by accident. Yeah. She didn't know she had powers. Kids are mean to each other sometimes when they hurt each other. Mm -hmm. That is shit that happens. And now you've set up the rest of her life to be completely ostracized from humanity. Yeah. And so for her to end up with so much love and trust for Shetty and then her coming to the ultimate decision of killing Shetty, that makes it so emotionally impactful. Yeah. It's like, wow, she's really killing her only source of basically love and compassion, which actually turned out to be kind of true. But Kate also saw that she was using that love to manipulate Kate because we find out that Shetty has been trying to wipe out all of superheroes mm-hmm. with a, a virus that's been um, artificially engineered mm-hmm. to wipe out all soups. We find out that her family was on that airplane back in season one where uh, Homelander and uh, mm-hmm. Maeve decided not to save that falling plane yeah. and everybody perished. Shetty's parents were on there. Her w- daughter. Oh, sorry, her, her husband. yeah, the, her her husband and her daughter were on that plane, mm-hmm. and now she's made it her mission to wipe out all soups, even though she's working for Vought directly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is I mean that's how you gotta do it. You gotta get in, oh infiltrate, and then <laughs> which it, I can get kind of behind that if it wasn't such a horrible fucking plan because yeah. I get you wanting to go after Vought specifically, but going after all soups who mm-hmm. it is not these people's fault that they're injected with this shit. These are people that contributed nothing to that plane crash. Yeah. You should be mad specifically at Homelander and Vought. Your reve- your revenge should be directed at them, but you're here talking about genociding like yeah, <laughs> a population kids. of yeah, um, mainly I know they're, kids. they're in they're in college, but they're 18, 19, they're they're young. They just got there and they have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. You're you have you're torturing them. 
underground and it's it's just it's really fucked up yeah. i can understand why she's doing it her pain but mm. i'm just like if you would have just focused this like okay she finally gets her her soup virus mm-hmm. they accidentally kill someone um and they're she's just like whatever about mm-hmm. it can she, you make it student. infectious yeah can you make it airborne which they basically do they, they have like a little contained um area there underground where they put a bunch of students in there and it's making all of them sick yeah um but I'm so just fuck. like, shouldn't this be focused at Homelander, at yeah. Maeve, even even though Maeve wanted to save the people? But again, yeah. people are being controlled at different levels in Vought, in yeah. this world. So, um, I mean, ultimately, the system is at fault. Yeah. And using a virus isn't really going to do anything to achieve that. Yeah. You're just getting bloodlust at this point. Exactly. And that doesn't solve the problem. Because she did not bat an eye at, at anything that was going on down there. So when... Kate right before you know when Kate basically tells her like tell me the truth what what is going on mm-hmm. and she touches Shetty and and Shetty tells her everything mm-hmm. I was still surprised that Shetty was able to be like oh yeah I I love you and you're you know you're basically like a daughter to me and you know I would never hurt you mm-hmm. um I was just like this bitch is lying but then <laughs> Kate could tell if she's telling the truth or not mm-hmm. when she's like you're telling the truth and I was just like how could she be telling it's a twisted the love truth yeah it and really it's is. a form of twisted love she does Dean Shetty did love Kate in her own way but it was yeah. a sadistic way exactly so I was just like th- even more <laughs> fucked up for, for Kate I'm just like I'm mad because she betrayed everybody yeah. she's been lying this whole time so but I'm now just like, how can damn. she trust anybody now that the yeah. world doesn't even trust her mm-hmm. and the one source of her inspiration and love and care was found out to be using her. How the hell is she ever going to trust the rest of the world? And that leads her down that path of villainy, which is Mm -hmm. compelling. And it's, it could have easily felt super rushed in an eight episode run Mm -hmm. where it's not all about her, but they paced this show so well. And this is why runtime is important for each episode. Like eight episodes, you could do a lot depending on how much time you give each episode. And the runtime is good for every episode. Mm -hmm. They give you enough backstory for everybody. They give you enough plot for everybody. You see why Kate goes down this path of soup supremacy, which is basically... (laughs) Soup supremacy. That's basically what it comes down to because now she can't trust regular humans anymore. She Mm -hmm. only wants to confide in soups. So she goes to the woods and starts basically unleashing everybody from their prison and basically tells them, you guys are not inferior. You are superior mm-hmm. and you need to go out there and prove that to the world by killing everyone who isn't a soup. Which they gladly <laughs> do because of all the torture they've been subjected yeah. to for who These knows are how unhinged long. people because yeah. they have not been in a healthy environment for ye- basically years, mm-hmm. months to years. And the torture that they, you know, because soups can basically just like take a hit, heal basically a lot of them. I think that's just how most of them operate regardless yeah. of what their power may be. Yeah. So I remember we, earlier we had seen like Sam being like he had like this giant like fucking needle stabbed through his spine. Yeah. Not put under anesthesia or anything like that. No just comfort. no comfort, nothing, just whatever, as these people just sit there and torture him and do that. So yeah. who knows what they were doing to to the the, the other ones, which is just like just so <coughs> fucked up. So they listen, no, they have Kate. Kate's releasing them, they're gonna go. Yeah. First guy walks out of the, the, the fucking building and he's just like, are you, are you soup? soup? And Sorry. she's like, no, I'm a professor. <laughs> melts her fucking face, her head. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Say less, fam. Yeah. <laughs> All chaos just fucking breaks out as they just start killing people. And, and then they turn to it's kill scary. other soups as well, too, who are trying to either protect 
um, humans or they don't know what's going on or trying to stop them even, um, they instantly become um, a target. Yeah. So you just see a whole bunch of just bloody bodies everywhere on campus as soon as she released them. And then you have that stupid... um, Stupid face representative lady from Vought. Um, oh, I something what her Newman. Name is. Um, she Last gets thing on was my, Newman. Um, my my nerves. Like I, I can't <laughs> stand her face. Her yeah, face there is face. a moment with her where she m- meets with Marie, because mm-hmm. um, Marie's trying to expose the school with information about the virus, and um, Newman goes, "Oh, I'll handle it from here." Mm-hmm. Because she has her own agenda, yeah. as we've seen since the end of like season three. Newman's the pimple popper. Yes, uh, she's the one that pops people's heads, and you're just like, what the fuck is her quirk yeah. or her ability? She basically she is blood? the same as Marie. Yeah, she manipulates blood, but she specifically, over basically overloads the brain with blood essentially yeah. until the head explodes. Well, wouldn't Marie be able to do that too? So don't they basically have the same power? I'm saying they have the okay. same power. She just Newman is very specific, specific with how she's been using, using it. it. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if she can do anything else or if she can only specifically pop heads. I think she can probably. She can probably do other things because you know how she was telling Marie to like tell me about myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie was able to sense that she had uh, compound V and that she was also a soup too. Yeah. Um. So that was like really cool. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that there's two characters with the same exact abilities, but on totally different ends of the spectrum of where they fall in terms of justice Mm -hmm. for the world. Um, So we see that she she makes a quick cameo. She doesn't do too much in in this series. Newman takes the virus from she doesn't do too much. I mean, she doesn't <laughs> ultimately. She doesn't. She ma- she will be integral to the next season. Yeah, yeah. But she's only there for like a couple minutes. Takes the virus and kills the scientist, the only scientist that knows about this virus. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a, a nice little setup for what's to come in season four. Um, but then you know that's before the attack happens. But now we're in this whole campus-wide attack, and. You know, Marie and Jordan, Andre, they're all desperate trying to figure out what what the hell do we do? Like, how do we stop this? They're like, they're over here trying to save people individually. They fight with Kate and other people. And then at one point, Andre catches a helicopter that's about to fall. Oh, yeah. And you see the extent of how how much like strain that power puts on him, because we didn't get to Andre too much. But sadly, we don't get too much time with his story. But he finds out that his... His power is actually killing him and his father slowly. Mm-hmm. It causes like like brain aneurysms and other things. Like his dad ends up in the hospital. Yeah, I think like parts of his brain, like his dad. Anyway, oh, yeah. Parts of like his brain brains goes dark. dark like the neurons yeah. are dying out. Exactly. From using that that power so much. Um, so he has a they reveal that now there is compound V that can't hurt you, even mm-hmm. though you haven't been exhibiting symptoms yet. Yeah. There now there's expiration dates essentially for unique powers like this so i'm curious to see if they'll expand on that for like other people's powers i'm not surprised though because in the boys how um butcher and like huey they they were shooting themselves up with like a small dose of yeah that's a temporary compound yeah but it still has side effects yeah so i'm like there must be some sort of side effects to to being born with it being um or injected with it as a a baby Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's yeah no surprise but yeah andre tries to stop the like helicopter from crashing and then we had that room full of like people from Vought, um, Ashley, mm-hmm. that, that annoying face. Um, she's like a 
she's like a representative person mm-hmm. and um they were just like basically like oh yeah what what do we do how do we s- how do we sell the the number one spot how do we spin the story of what's going on on campus because as soon as those release soups that were un- in the woods mm-hmm. find them they're all dead yeah like, so they were just panicking it was like the funniest thing too because i was yeah. like i have no sympathy for you guys at yeah all i wanted all, all of them dead yeah i was just like but they're not gonna kill ashley surprisingly she's been alive for so long through all of the shit from the boys she's too entertaining to kill for now <laughs> i know it's right so funny yeah <laughs> so all this chaos ensues but um, Marie finally puts a stop to Kate because she's the one orchestrating this whole attack. She acts, Marie accidentally blows off half of Kate's arm. Because Kate was going after Jordan to try to control Jordan. Yeah, because Jordan finally. is a really strong yeah. person. And if they were under control, it'd be hard to snap them out of it. Because she puts, well, she basically told Sam to not feel anything, Um, Luke's brother. Yeah. Because he was also helping her, like, kill humans and cause all this chaos as well too yeah and he was questioning it because emma was able to like catch up to him and she was just like this is wrong and he he was just like no this is right but then as he walked away and he's just like is it yeah he because again he he's aware of all the complexities of the situation Mm -hmm. but then once kate helps him not feel anything then it's easier for him to just turn to like the white super supremacy <laughs> philosophy of just like yeah you know what i'll just kill anyone that's not a soup yeah or anyone like, who's opposed which I, I i like that that little moment it just kind of basically emphasized how people who think this way that they're superior to somebody they're just devoid of empathy mm-hmm. like you'd have to have no real sympathy and like consciousness and like just genuine care for people in order to think that way. Like there's something deviant about you. That too. And you're just willing to follow what anybody says, whoever. Without fucking thinking and questioning. Yeah. And again, that, that kid that ties back to Kate's power is you're essentially under some stupid misguided philosophy without thinking or questioning it. That's no different than just being mind controlled physically by a superpowered being. Um, so I like that they emphasize that, um, so then Marie puts a stop to the attack <laughs> and then it just gets so awkward. Like everybody just stops because they're just like, what the fuck just happened? Like that girl's arm just blew off. Yeah. And I, fe- I felt sorry for her. I did, even though I'm so against Kate's turn, like she's a villain, but I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> she lost her whole fucking arm. Yeah, I, I kind of like, oh, I, I, I was like, at that moment because it was just like. I was like, oh, shit. And even Marie's like, oh, shit. shit I yeah, because she didn't mean to <laughs> do, didn't that. Mean to do that. Everybody was like, oh, shit. And in that moment, that's when dun, 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 Homelander flies in. Um, I was like, this can't be real. When, yeah. I, when I saw like a tiny little being shooting up through the sky, I'm like, please, no. Yep. And it was I felt Homelander. dread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god so that happened and i was just like wait this is the last episode this is like close to the end of the episode what the fuck is gonna happen now that homelander just flew the fuck in after all this chaos ensued on the campus because kate let all these people out they're killing humans they're you know yeah. and i was like what's gonna happen so and they they were smart about this they're like let's let's not have them talk for like a good 30 to 40 seconds mm-hmm. just have some awkward pause and silence while he just assesses the situation <laughs> and you could tell and he already saw what happened clearly kate was coming yeah. in to do something to jordan yeah marie you could see she clearly reached out to be like no kate stop like you see yeah. we saw what was happening we know what was happening yeah he came in he's just like <clears throat> well 
How well, Marie I? tries to explain. Yeah, Marie comes and she's like, hey, he's like, ah. and then he just like wiggles his finger at her and just like quiet. That look that he has on his face is Ooh, so like, just, it makes me genuinely nervous when he does this yeah. tight lip grin thing. And he's just like, just it's like, so, yes. all he does is hand gestures. He's like, shut the fuck up. Basically. Shut up. I'm going to talk. Yes. <laughs> and he still takes a moment. He's just like. What kind of animal are you? Yes, that's what he says <laughs> to her. That's his first line. I'm like, you fucking piece of racist shit. And me, her, the confusion on her face was a confusion it's on like, my face. And like, I was just like, huh? what? What are you? Like, and I was like, oh, he's talking about Kate. When he's like, where you would do this to your own, your own kind. kind. And I was just like, wow. What? You didn't even, what? I know. And then. You just flew in here and you're just going to assume. <laughs> he he ain't assuming. He knows exactly what the fuck is going on. He's just racist as fuck, and he don't give a fuck anymore. And he's just like he's in charge. Yeah. So he says that, and then he blasts the shit out of Marie, and right that's where I told I said pause. I said wait. I said wait wait wait. wait. Yeah. What's he just on? lasers the shit out of her. I was like wait what? What? I had to pause because I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? All this, and then this girl is gonna fucking die. All I would have been and fucking heated. Yes. And then it blacks out, and then we see a news report. Um, that basically the uh, Marie and her friends, they're being vilified. Right. And, and then they have pictures of Sam and Kat as like the heroes or something. Yeah, that the new guardians them. of Godolkin. Godolkin, <laughs> yeah, stupid ass name. So um, ugly. And then you see Homelander watching, smiling. He's just like, yes, this is a good spin. I, I, I For my political campaign. campaign. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then after that scene, it cuts to what? Marie, Andre, Emma, Jordan. and Jordan all being in this like big Medical white facility, room. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, she's just like, she realizes there's no w- doors, there's no windows. Yeah. There's no way out of this. They're like, what the fuck? They're and trapped. They're trapped. And that's how it ends. Yeah. And I was just and like, they don't give you nothing else except a post-credit scene. <laughs> Nothing else from these characters. So that's that's what we leave off with this crew of new newly formed superheroes in my eyes. Because they were heroes. They they tried their best to protect innocent people from getting killed. Yeah. And they get treated this way. And yeah, like and I mentioned earlier how Marie is framed as a hero when she is capturing Vought's property in Sam, quote unquote yeah. property. But when they see <laughs> When the world sees that she's trying to help innocent people from getting killed by these like abused students with superpowers, her and her friends get framed as enemies mm-hmm. of the the country and they're traitors and they're not to be trusted. Yeah. But the ones who cause harm and who are soup supremacists, they're the ones being framed as heroic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, like that's that it made sense for the story to end this way just because of how how politics works, even in the real world. I'm like the most vile people get revered. They get the statues, they get the memorials, they get their history textbooks written. And that's exactly what's going on here. Isn't it great? And that's (laughs) that sets a huge precedent for what's to come in season four with Homelander coming into power as this white supremacist soup supremacist person who is being encouraged with the violence that he forces on people with the hate rhetoric that he spews out we saw that at the season three we see that growing at the end of gen v and then that we see that how that's going to be a huge problem in season four um we also get again we mentioned a post credit scene we also get 
a nice little cameo with Butcher, who's investigating the woods and discovers that there is a virus that kills soups. And, of course, he has, like, this very menacing grin on his face where you just, you don't really know what he's thinking. Like, yeah. with with some of the character development he went through with season three, I'm I'm really curious, like, now that he knows about the virus, is he going to grow as a character and find ways to help the world sort of live with soups? Or is he just going to go right back to just being like, all soups need to go? Yeah. And then this virus is right conveniently there. Mm-hmm where he could possibly use it if he attains it. And I'm just like, I see a lot more drama coming up for season four mm-hmm. with the Butcher character, with Homelander, and with everyone the else. Bot. The concept <laughs> The concept bot. <laughs> and with all the other characters that have differing philosophies against those two characters. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out because th- this is a world full of messy-ass characters and there's going to be a lot of messy-ass events and I'm so excited to see what, what season four and what Gen V season two is going to bring. Um, so th- this was a really fantastic series. I, again, once again, the world of the boys tackles real life problems in a really interesting way mm-hmm. through the idea of superheroes existing. And this is like content and, and story that I have genuinely been craving just because I feel like we've just been getting a lot of the same stuff with things like the the Marvel movies and the DC movies like those are two super powered companies and I feel like we only get superhero stories from them and not enough from different comic book properties and different story ideas mm-hmm. that want to tell different stories and themes I think the boys does a really great job with sort of like telling the same old stories but in a new inventive way and so like yeah. what 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 is this actually like if we try to apply it into our real world mm-hmm. same thing with invincible invincible is a little bo- a little more introspective with the main character of mark but it's also a very interesting take on you know what happens when your most revered superhero is not what they seem yeah and you have to pick up the pieces and you have to find your identity and you have to figure out how it is you want to move in the in the world because now you have an unwanted responsibility to people who are not as strong as you, not as influential as you. So Amazon's really killing it with these shows. Like they're they're doing fantastic. I I don't really have any complaints. I actually have some like minor gripes of the show. Like I mentioned earlier, Andre I don't feel has enough time to flesh out his arc. Yeah. We see that at first he's he's conflicted about wanting to be the next number one because number one that replaces his dead best friend. Mm-hmm. Also he's He's very troubled because he betrayed Luke by hooking up with his girlfriend behind his back. Which was happening before. Yeah. um, Way before Marie even gets to campus. Yeah. This has happened way before. And that that makes him a messy character. I was just like, damn. I mean, it's already weird that your friend's dead and now you're hooking up with his girl. But y'all was doing this from before. Even before. before. That's like, that's so fucking vile. Uh. That all of all the booty that you see on campus, <laughs> why your best friend's girl? Yeah. Why? 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 And can't eat <laughs> shit for that either. I'm, I'm sure like there's super Tinder, superhero <laughs> Tinder out there oh for God. you. <laughs> the whole business with him and his dad butting heads on what it means to be a hero. His dad just cares about him getting a position in the seven and not necessarily doing good with his power. Yeah. But Andre feels different. Like we we get bits of that i don't feel like we've had enough time with him so i wish we sat more with him and his issues with his powers and his father um 
But again, he was an interesting enough character. I just wish I had more time with him. Um, same thing with Jordan. I wish we had more time with Jordan. We got enough backstory with Jordan's parents at the dinner. Yeah. Um, but I wish we got to follow Jordan a little bit more on like specifically what their personality and their history ties into the way that their power works. Um, well, I don't for Jordan. I, I get what you're saying. I wish there was more, but I don't think there is much. There wouldn't have been much flesh out because they grew up with their parents, mm-hmm. their power. I mean, they have the power to what? Um, take like heavy hits or something like that. What is what is their power? Yeah. So basically, um, Jordan can be invulnerable to attacks and okay. can also send out uh, energy, energy blasts. Blast. Yeah. I, f- I feel like for Jordan, <coughs> their power wasn't something that could like really harm anybody. Um, yeah, it's one of the so safer much. ones. It's it's one of the safer ones. So I feel like with them, their their first like superhero like thing that happened was that their gender changed, mm-hmm. and then figuring out probably later that oh yeah, um, I I can do other things. I can you know take a hit mm-hmm. or I can you know fire energy blast or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had their parents. Their parents was like oh yeah, we want you to get to the school. We want you to be number one. We want you to do this and. Why can't you just stay this one gender mm-hmm. and, and work your way from there? Mm-hmm. But it's just like that's just not who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's like basically, in a sense, a, a, a typical story of like a transgender person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But with this one, it, it's it's incorporated with soups and their issue is like climbing to the top, being the top ranking. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like they have like a more stable background than some of the other characters. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of their identity and who their parents want them to be or who Vought wants them to be, who the school wants them to be, and then who they feel that they should be to the public, the the confusion of, like, what should they do? Yeah. I like Jordan's character because they they are whatever they are. Yeah. Sometimes the gender changes to female. Sometimes the gender changes to male whatever their powers are needed at the time to like save somebody or help. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was much to flesh out because they didn't have like a heavy, hard trauma. It's very emotional. You could tell that they were looking for acceptance from, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Brink mm-hmm. Brinks. Yeah. Um, because Brinks <coughs> kept basically saying, Oh yeah, I support you. You know, you're great. You're, yeah, you're like doing a teacher's good. pet. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But he was never trying to help them. So yeah, ascend. Ascend, yeah. yeah. Never that's, trying but I to. I think that's my main complaint. It's not so much the history of Jordan. It's uh-huh. the current problems because Jordan mm-hmm. has so much to overcome. Yeah. I think that's what I wanted to explore more. And I think it's just because it's only an eight episode series. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that gets to my like my next problem, which connects to the chairman Brink. I, w- I kind of wish this was a like a longer season, like... I kind of wish we went back to like the old school 20 episode season because mm-hmm. to do a story in a campus in school, that's a, that, there's so many stories to tell Yeah, in that sort of environment. I kind of wish we got like a 20 episode series. That's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not in this climate and this, the way that entertainment works. But I at least hope that we get more um, story with Jordan, mm-hmm. with their identity moving forward because the struggle is never ending for somebody like Jordan, yeah. which sucks. Which you can clearly see. It's yeah. rooted in how, um, like you said, Brinks never helped them ascend yeah. at all. 
Um, they were stuck in the same place. They yeah. were hearing the same things as to why they them. can't move forward. Yeah. They were being used by this this character. So there's, it's like we're basically coming in like with Marie as Marie. Marie's also learning how there's stuff that's deep rooted mm-hmm. in individual characters. Yeah. In the school, the history of the school. Then there's stuff to uncover things deeper in Vought. The um, what's her name? Newman is mm-hmm. that her name? She's deep in the politics of it all. Yeah. Didn't know she was a soup, or at least Marie didn't. Some people wouldn't know that she's a soup. Mm-hmm. It, there's so much that's just deep in there. Yeah. And yeah, we can definitely flesh out, you know, Brinks more or other characters, or we could have done that. Um, I think with Jordan, possibly even Andre, because I'm like what we what you mentioned earlier about, you know, um, Andre and his parent, um, his dad, mm-hmm. the using his powers is basically killing, killing him, slowly, him yeah. killing the brain. Um, you what know, does he do with that information dying. moving forward? Exactly, because the doctor, when he... He, he tells him, told stop him, using like, your powers. Stop using your powers. And it's just like, how are you going to tell this kid who's been using his powers basically all his life, who yeah. is trying to be a superhero maybe, um, who just probably uses it without even thinking, mm-hmm. to stop using your powers? It makes me wonder, I'm like, is it possible to remove compound B from the body yeah. without killing someone? Is that something that we can I don't know. They just happen? found out a virus that can kill so, soups. So, maybe yeah. there's a, fi- a way that you could cure people. I would... <laughs> I honestly would hope that they could possibly cure Andre instead of just like killing him. I um, don't want him to die. I like don't want him to die. Where I he's want at more. now, I want to see him grow. And I actually, I like his character. I think he's a his yeah. character. He's like he's a, messy, he's but he he's ultimately messy. is good, good. and yeah. trying to do good. Uh, that's why I'm like, I I wouldn't want him to die. I would since we were able to create a virus that's contagious that can kill soups. W- is it possible to to remove it from mm. the body after so many years after having it? Because they have to inject it into babies. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. that way it can develop and grow and mutate with mm-hmm. them. Um, I think it's rare that they um, are able to inject it into an adult person and have it work. Or has that? Yeah, no, because again, we've only seen that with um, Huey and Butcher and, and it works temporarily. And that yeah. was an unstable variant of that, too. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, yeah. I, I would definitely like to, as you said, see more with um, Andre and Jordan. Can't see yeah. more with Brink because he's dead. <laughs> Brink's but, dead. Um, but also just like I wonder if, th- again, like going, going back to Jordan's powers, I wonder if there's a reason why the power gets divided between the two genders specifically. Because mm. why is it that the male entity gets invulnerability and why does the female counterpart get uh, explosive like blasts? I wonder if that's like a... I could be overthinking it, but I, I really wonder if it has to do with like gender roles where that's what I was thinking. Where like men men yes. feel like they have to take in like pain and damage, mm-hmm. not just physically, but just emotional and mental and just hold it in and not let it out. And um, opposite that female Jordan being able to expel energy, being able to express herself yeah express something get something out i really wonder if that's like a little commentary on uh, gender roles and if it's like jordan juggling those two when whenever they have to move around in the world Mm -hmm. because i also kind of noticed that jordan is not quite vocal and when what he feels about uh marie when he when they're in male form Mm -hmm. or in their female form i think that's when jordan admits uh, their genuine feelings to marie Mm mm-hmm so I really wonder if that's kind of what they were playing with 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 their powers. I don't know if they confirm it or not, but it'd be nice to like explore that a little bit more. Yeah, because that that's something that I kind of was thinking the whole time getting to know Jordan. Which, if that's the case, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So I just want to see more of these characters get fleshed out as we c- we continue moving forward with the stories, because that's what we've been getting with the boys so far. 
we're seeing character growth with all of like the members. Yeah. So I just hope for the same for this new team. And I can't wait for future seasons. This is going to be fantastic. I've, I have no reason to feel like I'm running on steam with this show. I'm not tired of it. Yeah. I want more seasons. However much story you have left, just tell it. <laughs> so well, so I, that's all my thoughts. I don't know if you wanted to mention anything else before we close out. No. Um, you want to get into ratings? Yeah, we can get into ratings. Um, what are you rating it? I'm giving this a strong loaded potato. Mm -hmm. This season, like for a new spinoff series, it could have easily got boring and uninteresting, mm -hmm. but they had a story to tell. They had characters that they had in mind that they wanted to introduce and interact with the boys' characters whenever they do that. I feel like they fit perfectly into this world. I think it adds to what's going on story-wise, plot-wise, character-wise. It was just a really fun show, and I was always eager to jump on every week. I never felt like, oh, I'll just wait a day or two yeah. to get on this, like I felt with other shows recently. Um, and it's not perfect, so I'm giving it loaded potato. Mm -hmm. I really like this show. It's really great television, and Amazon's been killing it with this. So for me, it's a loaded potato. I'm going to give it the most potato. Ooh. Yes. That's I, fair. I really enjoyed it. I I enjoy watching the boys. I yeah. never have a moment of what the fuck, this is stupid, or this is slow, or why is this happening? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I love that this was able to um, just, you know, spin off and be still be a part of it, but also just capture my interest from the first episode. Yeah. Capture my interest at the very last episode. Leave <laughs> me on pause. I needed to take a break in the moment to like, oh my god, it's almost over. Like this can't be happening. All right, what's let's season two? Let's go. Like, yeah. I that's what I'm looking for. Like yeah. that's what I'm looking for in in a show, um, in a, a spinoff, um, you know, for for something that I actually like really enjoy watching. Because mm -hmm. I think I don't think I I jumped on the boys like. Like when it first came out, I think it took a, a minute. Yeah, um, I think I introduced you to it, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had no interest in it at yeah. all. Um, and look how great it is. And look how great <laughs> it is. And I think that um, Gen Gen V, I want to say Gen Z so bad, but same difference. <laughs> um, Gen V really, um, it was just a continuation. Yeah. Just like it, it was perfect, perfectly placed. And I mean, I I'm hoping that when um, season four. Of mm -hmm. the boys starts up again. Um, I hope it's like a, a nice transition, still connecting. It's obviously not the same thing, but yeah. we did see uh, Butcher at the end um, in the end scenes. Mm -hmm. um, we we know where Homelander left off in season three of the boys and and how he came in here for Gen V. I just hope it's like a smooth transition segue into season four that yeah. connects things. So that way, when we're ready for season two of Gen V, there's it. It just feels like a nice continuation. Whoa. Because I know yeah. they're two different shows, but I still they need to connect. We still need to put them together as like proper yeah. pieces. So I'm glad. I feel like I I'm I'm happy because I'm like okay, we got Gen V, even though I was like rolling my eyes at it before. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like okay, we got this. Now I feel like I don't have to wait so long for the next season. Now I feel like it's gonna like be a perfect yeah like going into season. So I'm really excited for season four, which is coming out. Is it this year? Uh, next, next year, year, like next summer, I think. Yeah. Around so summertime. So right around the corner. Now I don't feel like, oh, when's the last time we had the boys? Because yeah, it won't be a yeah. such a far drop off. Yeah. Not like fucking House of the Dragon oh. making us wait like two plus years. Yeah. But I mean, shit went on. Mm -hmm. But not really. But yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it the, the most potato. Most potato. Um, I think it's definitely worth watching if you loved watching the boys. 
Um, yeah, if you like superhero stuff yeah. and you're you're into like new ideas and new spins on on the superhero genre, mm-hmm. the boys and Gen V that they're right there for you. And even I mean, I feel like you can go into this without having watched the boys. Too. You can enjoy um, it by its sta- as like yeah. a standalone there story. There might be a few things where you're just like, well. Who is that or what What yeah. exactly does it mean? But um, it's not a requirement. It's not a requirement. But um, if you feel like you need to, go definitely watch The Boys because it's worth it. Yeah. If you want the background information on like what's going on, especially, I mean, Shetty explains like her, her, her daughter motive, yeah. and her motive and stuff like that and how that tied into like a situation that happened mm. in The Boys. Um, but you don't have to, but I would still say go watch The Boys. Just and because it's freaking great it's, television. It's really good. <laughs> And it's like the more you know about the history of like the bot and and other characters that come into play, and it, it makes it feel like even more like oh my god, like this is what's going on. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So definitely give this one a try, guys. Je- mm-hmm. Check out Gen V if you haven't already. It's such a fun ride. Mm-hmm. And check out the boys if you haven't seen it before. It's fantastic. If you can stomach violence, very bloody violence, go for it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's worth it. Definitely. And with that, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Most Potato Podcast. I want to thank you, Jess, for joining me in this conversation, because otherwise I'd just be talking by myself. Yeah. <laughs> what a lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys are listening on Spotify, definitely answer any questions or polls you see down below. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what other people think about this show who've already watched it. If you're listening on YouTube, definitely leave a comment. Yeah. And just start conversations. Let me know what you guys think. Did you like this show? Did you think it was a good spinoff? Did you think it didn't work? Yeah. Like, I'm just curious. I want to hear from everybody. I don't see it. Surprisingly, not a, not a lot of people talking about it yeah. online, which is weird. And and let me know what you think would happen if Emma was pregnant. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm still, you We'll know? put a poll down <laughs> with, with this theory. <laughs> Does pregnant Emma survivor know <laughs> from vomiting? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are everywhere. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere. We're on social media. Fo- follow us at The Most Potato on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. or Twitex or X or whatever the fuck. Oh, Twitter. Oh, I forgot just, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And hit your notification bells. Like, don't miss out on any new episodes when we post. So hit that bell, follow us, subscribe, like, all that good shit. And with that... We want to thank you guys, and we'll see you later. Ta-ta. Bye.